Welcome back to episode 152 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, is AI really solving humanity's problem or will it end humanity? Next, Iman and I examine BitTensor and its application as a decentralized artificial intelligence. Then we recollect on our first experience with cryptocurrency. And finally, can a decentralized AI be the way of the future of the economy? All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 152 of the Blockrunner podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Iman. What's up? What's up, dude? What's up, dude? And on the sticks, we got TJ. Hello. And today, I guess, <clears throat> I mean, we're, we've been going pretty deep into the speculating crypto and its marriage with AI and like what a perfect marriage would look like. And we think we found it. <laughs> I think we did. Or well, we think they, they found it. The community has found it. We're yeah, just yeah, evaluating yeah. it. I'm so glad, dude. This is why. This is why we do this podcast because. Yeah. We cannot find everything on our own. We cannot. But yeah, so uh, the fact that you guys listen and, you know, follow and stuff means a lot just on that on its own. Like, yeah. well, like who the fuck are we to have people <laughs> like watching us yeah. and following us? Yeah, we just like crypto. We like the metaverse. We just like all this stuff. And we thought it doesn't make sense for you and I just to talk about it like in closed doors. It's like, why don't we just talk about it and just put it out there? Yeah, openly. Yeah. Yeah, because it's. Yeah, as much as we know, as much as like, you know, we think we know, it's like, I mean, we're just little fragments of yeah. little knowledge holders. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know shit, yeah. you know, that's why we got this guy. It's, <laughs> it's true. You know, it's, we're limited in our capacity, you know, like of, of uh, information seeking, even though like we, we want to know it all. Yeah. Right. If you had like the choice of uh, what form of life you would want to be, you definitely, I'm, I know for a fact, you, you, you sacrifice all human elements, <laughs> like emotion, yeah, yeah. fucking love, yeah. all that shit, throw it away. As yeah. long as I get like the infinite knowledge capacity that an AI will, will, does have. Yeah. Right. Would you do that? Uh, I mean, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> what would you do with that power that was the question um that would be a question like yeah let's think about that for a second because that's what ai i feel like i feel like it could help solve a bunch of problems like hard problems so that's interesting that you say that i don't know if that's like your human see that's the thing i don't know if that's your human in you Hmm. that came to that like you know with all that infinite knowledge and wisdom like i just want to help solve problems that's you but so what is ai whenever because they have that naturally innate ability to just know everything yeah and to you know solve potentially everything see the thing with ai is it's not and we'll get into how we're going to tie into yeah yeah, yeah. this is just a random like philosophy yeah tangent but the thing with ai is it it doesn't have motivation so it's not going to solve our problems because it's not motivated to right so if we if say for example you give an ai training model with all the information that humans have ever known like as as small as data points of temperature in the Gulf of Mexico to vast knowledges of all the books that humans have ever written. Yeah. It's going to take all that data and it might be able to um, extract information from that data to say humans are destroying the planet, right? Yeah. But it's not going to suggest anything. It's not going to like, hey, you should do this better. 
until we ask it mm. and because it's not motivated to. And so but, when it, when it comes to like us having that power, we're motivated to like protect the planet because you know, eventually we're going to have kids and those kids are going to live in the environment that we leave behind and it has to be good. Right. We want that. I, th I think. Yeah. I think for sure. That's, that's our natural programming is, is survival. Yes. Yeah. As human beings as, as, as organic creatures, right? No, all, all organic creatures on earth, they're just trying, struggling to, to live, survive. to yeah. live. Yeah. Cause like that's the biological programming. That's how you got to that state. Of that's how we exist today because we've yeah. survived. Yeah, nature has figured out the most efficient pathways right. to like achieve, you know, survival according to the conditions that we're all in. Right? Yeah, that that is the process of biology, right? Yeah, and AI doesn't have that innate uh, existence; it just exists. It doesn't care whether, yeah. yeah, whether we're living a quality life or it's living a quality life. It's just there. Correct. So it doesn't have those biological motivations, yeah. like like as part of its code base. I don't know if. It could. But, but couldn't you just simply like implement that? Like, I don't know why you would want to as like an it's AI like program it to just just to survive. And it's oh like, god, that's terrifying. Then that then it's like a problem. <laughs> well, that's the point. That's why these these uh, everybody's advocating for a regulation, right? Because you could yeah. simply just do that. Yeah, you, you could, could. you could leverage all the superpowers of AI and just give it, you know, biological motivations. It could, yeah, absolutely. It could be like if you if a programmer says. The, the motor your motivation is to just survive yeah. it could be like well i need to have physical <laughs> movement so i'm going to program myself program manufacturing facilities to just give me you know uh physical mo movement yeah right whatever that means like yeah it could be rollerblades to like <laughs> you know it's like a humanoid robot it doesn't matter but Jet it's packs. it's mobile it's mobilization yeah and then all of a sudden it's like well um humans are in my way so let's just get rid of them yeah right so I, I can move faster Yeah. if I get rid of all of these these flesh bodies yeah. around me. Like, they're freaking in my way. Yeah, they got these cars, this inferior tech. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I could quickly, like, figure out how to build, like, I don't know, like, levitation devices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're, they're going to come to their own conclusions, in other words, because we've already seen, like, the very beginning to that with the whole auto GPT stuff. Yeah, right? for sure. You are a yeah. data analyst. Yeah. yeah. And like, give me the latest information on like this particular, right. you know, stock or whatever. And then you literally in real time can, can witness it reason. Yeah. Like reason to like the most, the, its own self-induced like, you know, pathways to get to that uh, conclusion, ex execution, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Just like we do. You, you can't like visualize it. No, but every time like we were assigned our silver task or somebody assigns us a task, there's you don't realize like you have like hundreds of a like prompts. <laughs> You're prompting yourself. Yeah, little micro decisions that you have to kind of work through. Yeah, you know, I totally agree. And but, yeah. and so how it relates to this this crypto project we're about to talk about is we were we experienced everybody experienced the AI mania right some sometime between like November and January timeframe November 2022. ChatGPT launches, everybody's like going crazy. They're like, look at this prompt and look at the response I got. And yeah, so this started on Twitter. And then, um, you know, once we, we got wind of it, we we're like, okay, so we know what's going to happen from here. There's going to be crypto projects leveraging AI and they're all going to be, you know, basically scams. Yeah. Right. And so we postulated that there has to be a project that legitimately is leveraging blockchain technology. In a way where 
in well, that technology, yeah. you're leveraging the community to contribute to the AI, yeah. but also host the AI in a decentralized network. Yep. And therefore, the AI would be completely unbiased because yeah. it's not run by OpenAI or Microsoft or Google or Apple or any of these like yeah. biased companies. We're all biased. Yeah. Yeah, we knew it had to. We didn't know that it did exist somewhere out there. We just knew like that had to be. Yeah, and and if it didn't in, exist, yeah. it would exist. And exactly. and and the motivation for us is to find it. Yeah. So that we can uh, evaluate it. And that's it. <laughs> well, evaluate it, but also have that confirmation to, to. Yeah. I guess build that narrative of like uh, Web two versus Web three AI. Yeah. Right. Because <clears throat> in our mind, because we're, we're watching the, the FUD campaign grow and grow and grow against, you know, AGI and its yeah, potential yeah, yeah. threats and its potential, yeah. you know, according to Elon Musk's Tucker Carlson interview. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know, he was on Fox News recently. A pretty damn banger of an interview, but pretty much he's sounding the alarm bells like a society level destruction mm -hmm. capability. But he's been doing that since the beginning yeah, for a while. Yeah, he said since he's been in college, he's already he went came to that conclusion. Yeah, he's like I knew right away this shit's gonna like end everything yeah. if we let it get to a you know a climax. Yeah, he point. said that he used to sleep at uh, Larry Page and Ellison's house or something like that, and like that's the Google. Yeah, like, the Google founders. Google yeah. founders. Yeah. And, um, and they, they used to like spend like several nights just talking about AI and like, it's, Oh, I, I could imagine, dude. They're probably like, dude, well, first of all, they're like giga, yeah. giga rich and shit. So like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you, they're just like, what else could you be yeah, talking about? Yeah. I was like, they're fucking chilling yeah. in their fucking penthouses and yeah. <laughs> I don't know, sipping on freaking blood of the youth, <laughs> whatever it is billionaires do. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> And then they're talking about AI. It's like, how else can we, you know, how can we dominate this planet? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like we're already dominating, right? We're the shit. Yeah, like, we're the most powerful men on earth. Yeah. So it's like, you know, this AI thing we're all cooking up. Like this is, uh, yeah, man, this is like early days. Yeah. Like ten years ago. Yeah, I guess you gotta like more than ten years ago. Think about all the different verticals and all the different possibilities, right? Just because you're developing it. And you know the potential power of it, even though it's not realized. It has a lot of like similarities to like the conversations you and I have about the metaverse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not very like frequent conversations being had outside these walls <laughs> by anybody else. Yeah. But what keeps us up at night is we know like the power of it, the ramifications of the metaverse. Yeah. Like once automation and AI <laughs> take over, yeah, there's there has to be some sort of activity for humans to do. Correct. So we've come to our own like uh, thesis around this, yeah. right? Just like they did. Now I don't. We don't see the metaverse as like some sort of destructive power. We see it like yeah. the opposite. Right? Yeah, it's a place to socialize. Well, not just socialize, but yeah, like a uh, a whole new economic layer that can be right. built for people who who are you know because this is going to cause some devastating economic effect. Well, I, I shouldn't say devastating. Well, <clears throat> just changes. Yeah, right? it's 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 so it, it's at a level where the economic contribution from the metaverse is going to rival countries that mm -hmm. that's how powerful it is mm -hmm. so um so then we're we're thinking about ai and we're like okay so something where an ai project leverages what the purpose of blockchain is to decentralize to have like an unbiased sort of a result product and so we were postulating this in a particular video and someone says you're talking about bit tensor 
Yeah. Right. So, so thank you, Age, for pointing that out. We finally got into it, and uh, we feel like we discovered something of of like major value. Yeah. Is it? Is because we do a lot of project researching just because, like, that's what we do. Yeah. And a lot of them are just kind of like, <clears throat> you know, renditions of old innovations. Like, you know, the layer two thing is emerging. So a lot of the new projects you're going to see and evaluate, it's like, it's basically what we've already seen on Ethereum, but now on layer two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically like what the space has been about like for the last year or so, yeah. maybe yeah. two years. And it's very rare to find like actual true innovation nowadays, but this is it. This is one of those things yeah. that stands out as like, dude, this is uh potentially like Ethereum level, like of a foundational component to a whole sector. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is, yeah. yeah, this is a big deal. So, um, we did a video about BitTensor and we go pretty deep into kind of like reading some of this stuff. So I, I definitely recommend if you're listening to this podcast, go to our YouTube channel, find our, find our video about BitTensor, check it out. But we're going to go just deeper into just like the, just the after effects, something, uh, what, what are the ramifications of actually leveraging something like this, yeah. right? Like what are the benefits? Like why, why BitTensor? And why not any of these other artificial intelligence projects? Because mm-hmm. um, there's a list. If you go to CoinGecko, there's an entire list starting with Render and Fetch AI is all here. They're all crypto AI projects. But we postulated a one that should exist. And that one that we postulated happens to match exactly what BitTensor is. Yeah. So I guess one of the more interesting elements of BitTensor is its tokenomics. Correct. And one of the good things about this project too is the fact, the timeline of its existence, right? It's a big deal. But this is the thing that, I don't know, like <clears throat> me personally, I get discredited or not discredited, discouraged whenever I, we find a project that, you know, and we probably will continually be discouraged by new AI projects that enter the space like yeah. post November 2022. Ex- extreme skepticism is what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're going to have to apply even a more stringent like due yeah. diligence like process to yeah. evaluate these because clearly they're they're hopping on like a hype train. Yeah. Right. This happens all the time in the crypto space. Mm-hmm. Like the, this is how the whole industry kind of like navigates and investors make tons of money. Yeah, right? remember what happened with Facebook? Facebook? Yeah, they changed their name to Meta. Oh, Meta, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so we were that's why we have like a very personal sentiment about this cuz we were building in the metaverse that's right. since 2019. That's right. 2 years pre like a mania, just like these guys. These that's guys right. have been building an AI 2 years pre a mania. Yeah. Like to us that's like such a big sign of like authenticity, genuineness. Like these yeah. guys actually care about the problem. Yeah, they're like us. Yes, <laughs> I guess so. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And this is, again, so this is early research, right? We still yeah. haven't done, like, you know, extensive research as to who the founders are and their backgrounds and all that. But yeah, but on the surface, quick um, kind of research, uh, surface layer stuff, like, it looks really good. Correct. Yeah. Uh, according to, yeah, to our own, I guess, personal biases, our own, mm-hmm. what, what makes us feel comfortable about a project, like, yeah. Fundamentally, they're addressing a big issue. And again, the, the time frame of, of when they began doing this makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. to where, you know, it's it's trustworthy, it's reliable. They're not just capitalists looking to... Yeah, capitalize on manias. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. They're not out there, you know, leveraging 
I don't know. I don't know if it's widely known. There's a lot of like marketing tactics in Web3 that's very like smoke and mirror. But basically like just inflating all like surface layer engagement yeah. metrics. Yeah. Just to like look like you're some shit, but you're nothing. Yeah, man. Just imagine the narrative that they're going to be pitching to investors. They're like, we've been building since forever. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to be competing with centralized AI against OpenAI, Google. Yeah. Apple, Facebook, all their AI is completely centralized, all biased. Yeah. All all of them can be manipulated. We're competing with a decentralized version of that. Yes. And and we're expecting, I mean, this is pure speculation, that here in the next few months, they're going to announce that they raised like $200 million or something like you that. You think so? Yeah. 100%. Dude, <sighs> they, they, they have to capitalize on the mania, and they have a good narrative. They have good, what seems like good tech. Yeah, because I looked them up on Crunchbase, which is like, you know, the platform where you can yeah. see how much, you know, the investing rounds behind projects and how much they raise and stuff. Mm -hmm. And these guys, they're on Crunchbase, but no disclosed, no public, like, you know, funding. Yeah, just wait, dude. Like, this is literally just like, you know, some. Well, you know what? Maybe not because this is completely decentralized. So I could be totally wrong. Yeah. I mean, this could potentially be like, not that. Just, yeah, it could be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they didn't even like uh, allocate themselves like, oh, we're the That's team. Right. That's right. We get 20%. And, uh, you know, and then our investors get another 20%. Yeah, yeah. That's not how these guys are playing it out. Yeah, I, they, I could be totally wrong, Yeah, which they, would be far more interesting. Even better. Even more, yeah. <laughs> even better. So I guess as of right now, though, they've done everything right. Yeah. Right? They didn't pre-mine anything. They didn't take an allocation for themselves. Mm -hmm. They simply created the protocol and their participants in it. Yeah, that's right. And they're, they're mining their own shit, just yeah. like anybody else who can do it. They're contributing and they're earning, you know, yeah, yeah. like that's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's probably the model that we're going to use for Rovi. Right. Definitely. I think so. Yeah. Cause this, this makes sense. This is like a truly fair, like ecosystem model. Yeah. You know, but, but of course it's, it's a lot of credit has to be given to the potential, you know, foundation organization, whatever. Cause they did this. Yeah. Uh, supposedly like not unfunded. It's just pure passion project. Yeah. You know, and the, the protocol like, is out. Satoshi wasn't invested. That's true. In. Yeah. He just it, built the thing. Yeah. He saw a problem. He saw a need. Yeah. Right. And he built the protocol and then he recruited a an initial community to support yeah, it. And right. from there we got pff, all this other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else. Yeah. So it's it's wild, dude. This this is this is why I get that gut feeling. It's like, dude, this might be like the next biggie. Yeah. <laughs> like the big one. <laughs> you know? It it might be. I mean God, I hope we're right. <laughs> if we're hyping the shit out of this one, so yeah, what if it's just it's like just a lot of hopium going on <laughs> right now? <laughs> sounds like we're paid to shill, dude. Yeah, right. But we're not. Definitely, Definitely not. not. Yeah. Satoshi didn't pay us either. And no. we talk about Bitcoin all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have much more like passionate vigor for like the Bitcoin thing, I guess. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, for the same reason, we have that vigor for, for BitTensor now. I guess. Is that is that why you like Bitcoin? Just yeah, just, I mean all all the metrics. I mean I don't like Bitcoin for like. I mean why else would I like it? I don't know. I'm just I'm just wondering. Like the the, the narrative is that like you're wearing a freaking Bitcoin shirt <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a fanboy, dude. Yeah. But so well, I'm gonna for just, for fundamental reasons. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. The, you mean like economic fundamentals or like just the 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 value or it's the design? It's purpose. Purpose. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Basically, you want to 
I'm not a Bitcoin uh, maximalist to an extent, um, or I'm not trying to pump Bitcoin because I'm holding a lot. I'm not even holding that that much. That's cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, be real, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you want that million dollar Bitcoin like nobody else, dude. Don't lie. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd find it interesting. Okay, it okay, okay. <laughs> there we go. Now we're good. Sorry. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, dude. Because it, it, Satoshi, he made a great, you know, economic incentive model, and it's that's what's still, imp- it's still yet to be defeated, too. Exactly. It's still kicking. Yeah. <laughs> even during like these incredibly rough like macro situations, yeah. and that's what we were talking about over the years. It's like we'll just wait and see, dude. Yeah. Like once the economy really starts to like you know ruffle a bit. Yeah. You crack. Gotta, yeah, yeah. We're, that's Bitcoin's like whole. That's it. That's, like that's that's, that's the where he, they stand. That's when where Bitcoin actually stands up and like yeah becomes the next foundational layer. Well, yeah, it has to prove itself as something like yeah. some, some an asset with some sort of value that's uh worthy of maintaining during like times of economic fright. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And as of right now, it's doing a pretty decent job. It's yeah. hovering like around thirty thousand. Yeah, that's not that's a big deal. I know. It's not bad, you know. It didn't completely crater. Everyone just abandoned. It's like, oh yeah, no, no, fuck this. The yeah. dollars are gonna crash soon, so I don't want my bitcoins either. Yeah, I'm just gonna. We're all gonna go slurp some gold. Yeah, that's not at all what's happening, you know. Yeah. So okay. So but yeah. Having said all that about Bitcoin, there's yeah. an interesting thing about. So so yeah. yeah. If you know about Bitcoin, yeah. the good news is you know about BitTensor exactly. because it's it's almost exactly the same thing. Um, they have 21 million cap supply. There's a habit having cycle every 10.5 million blocks. The difference between that is uh, for BitTensor, 10.5 million blocks is the same thing as Bitcoin's 210,000 blocks. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, every block for BitTensor, it is, uh, they give you a reward of one Tau. That's their, their token. It's called yeah. a Tau. Yeah. And so every single block that you mine, you get a Tau. And every 10.5 million blocks is a having event. So... In the next 10.5 million blocks, you're going to get half a towel per block. Okay. And there's going to be 64 halving events. And the first one, the first, the first. halving event is happening in August 2025. Jesus. So about two two years or so from now. How many halvings have we had in Bitcoins? Like four? Um, I believe there's been three. Only three? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, I guess it makes sense. But we're about to enter our fourth next year. Yeah, that's right. So, dude, the fact that it hasn't even been one to this, like... And they follow the same economic model that's right. that Satoshi invented. Yeah. I mean, that alone is like... Yeah, it's just... But it's enough like, to get you, know you, you, know, you know, lick your chops a bit. Litecoin, Litecoin does the same thing. Exactly. It's, yeah, like, so it can't just be that alone. It can't. But also, Litecoin is still like relative. Top 10 coin. Yeah, it? I was about to say, Litecoin yeah, is not like nothing. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, but like, that's the thing. Like, I mean... It, it, well, so Litecoin doesn't have 21 million, so let's... Just to be fair here, Correct. Uh, let's let's look at Litecoin real quick. Mm, there it is, number thirteen. Number thirteen, right under Polkadot, has eighty-four million. So four times. Okay. Four times Bitcoin. Yeah, but it follows like the same rhythm. The, the yeah, same right? same four-year having yeah. cycle, all that exactly. stuff. Exactly. So it's it's a pretty proven like good like sustainability token model, right? Yeah. At least, at least, uh, cause you need that, 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 that has to be like a, a base layer 
component of like an ecosystem. If you're going to create yeah. like an incentive model yes, to, to get human contributions, to get humans to do anything, yes, they need to be compensated with something that they perceive potentially or actually valuable. Yes, 100%. Right? So this has been proven to work for many other different cryptocurrencies, different ecosystems. So why wouldn't we just leverage this like from here on out? <laughs> like if we're trying to build an ecosystem for whatever purpose. Yeah. Like step one is just basically create your own Bitcoin crypto that has the same rhythmic flow. Yeah. The same potential value. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, put that as the reward mechanism. It's like, okay, you're going to be rewarded in these different like you know, very scarce assets with a finite supply mm -hmm. that at some point in time cannot be uh, earned anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. Just like gold, just like mm -hmm. Bitcoin, all mm -hmm. that stuff. So that the value proposition there works. Yeah. And it, it's enough to like bring people in to perform tasks, you know? Yeah. I mean, why not any, why, why doesn't every project leverage those mechanics every single time? That's, like, that's, why not? That's the question I'm asking. Yeah. Just, and, and why do projects pre-mine, and well, well, we know why yeah. they sell the tokens. Exactly. They, they do it because yeah, they're, they're just, you know, trying to capitalize and stuff. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's not, those are the, that's the human side of this whole, like, you know, web three stuff. People and just, it turned into a lot of like, you know, corporate greed elements have kind of like injected itself into the space. Yeah. That's why it's so like a, a breath but, of fresh air when you find like something like Batensor, you know. But I don't, I don't want to make it seem like everyone who pre-mines or everyone who or anyone who sells tokens to investors or anything like that is in, automatically bad. No, because sometimes it might take a lot of money to build out a network. I mean, what if it's true? What if the graph needed, you know, a hundred million dollars to actually build out everything that they needed to build out? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, we can't just put that blanket on everybody. Is what I'm saying. The blanket of what exactly? The, the blanket of oh, like yeah, like pre-mining and like selling tokens and all that stuff. Yeah, like all of a sudden, like that's not a viable yeah. Web three like protocol. Yeah, or something correct. Like that. Correct. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I, I feel like we just can't blanket that, right? But but you you can be more skeptical about the project as a result of doing that. Yeah, yeah. But still, like I said, breath of fresh air, bit tensor, you know. There's not much information on the founder himself. I tried looking into him on LinkedIn. Yeah. He's got a public name associated. There's a founder associated to the, the protocol. I forget the name. Yeah. <laughs> he's out there somewhere. Uh, I think his name is like James something. Uh, it says he's from Peru. Um, only like 130 or so connections on LinkedIn, which is, you know, to me, that doesn't mean anything at all. Because I think LinkedIn is pretty dumb. Is that him? Jacob yeah. Robert Steves? That's him. That's the founder, dude. Let's take a look. There he is. So this is potentially what Satoshi, what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is the guy, dude. So he says, I build incentivized computer networks like Bitcoin, but for mining re refined information, a.k.a. machine intelligence. Beautiful. We reject kings, presidents, and voting. We believe in rough consensus and running code. David D. Clark quote, quote dude. I don't know who that is. Me neither, but <laughs> we need to look into that too. So essentially, he's been the founder of Potensor since 2016. That's that's even more interesting. That means potentially he's been like, uh, I mean, that probably just means what? Because he set this up, right? So he's like, I had the idea in 2016. Like, it's not like there's no like company. Like, yeah, there's no way to prove <laughs> that per se. 
Yeah, it's not like he has like some entities of like articles of uh, formation dating back to 2016 or anything like I that. I doubt it. Yeah. Definitely doubt it. Yeah. Agreed. So what uh, do you think? After just a quick quick uh, pass-through of his LinkedIn. Um, Yeah, I mean, just I, it looks genuine, right? Yeah. It doesn't look inflated or pumped or anything like that. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, though. Like, typically, this is part of, like, how corporate world works you get you you look at the guy when you're doing like fundamental analysis of projects it's like oh let's look at the founders yeah most people expect to see that that 500 plus connection thing yeah correct you know somehow that's supposedly yeah that's like dgen dgen um fundamentals yeah it's like a dgen criteria yeah pumpamentals i guess but there's been so many examples of like times where that's been proven bullshit you oh, know, 100%. It's like the founders are from, one's from Yale, one's from Harvard. This guy went to Stanford. Yeah. All these guys worked at Google. Yeah. IBM is like, you I know. I bet you Satoshi's never worked for any of those. No, exactly. Yeah. But, but you know, people perceive that as like, dude, this is a home run, but it's not always the case. Yeah. I mean, say. it's a, it's a, okay. So there's two types of home runs, right? There are the fundamentals like Bitcoin and like yeah. cryptocurrencies that actually leverage a decentralized network and all those are extremely valuable, even though they might not be like top 10 cryptocurrencies. Yeah. But there's a second type of home run where if you match all the pumpamentals, then you have a, if you invest in that cryptocurrency early enough, it could ex- do a hundred X because they have a bunch of Harvard guys and that's true. their that's Twitter point. is like going ham and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. And you so, said the right word, pumpamentals. That's what those things are. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not going to see, you're not going to see pumpamentals like whenever Satoshi first yeah. launch bitcoin you, you you wouldn't see any pump metals when ethereum or vitalik was writing the yeah. uh, ethereum white paper uh you know and similar to this so you're not seeing any pump metal metrics like yeah. really like at, at, at display here which yeah their twitter account is uh calm it's it's a uh, i don't know yeah, what, i mean it's, it's i don't know thirty two thousand. that's it's a good amount of followers it's a good amount of followers <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh their engagement it's respectable like that's pretty good for no pump of metals well now they're getting a lot <laughs> let me see that pushing t i like it I, it's referring to pushing p it's a it's a rap lyric <laughs> sorry sorry i just had a <laughs> pushing p pushing, referring what like i think percocets oh, okay pushing drugs yeah yeah whatevs pushing t dude you'll see the the charm in that <laughs> But okay, so what I did though, I, I went way back in time. I just kept scrolling, yeah, and scrolling and scrolling until like okay, because this is like post AI hype engagement, yeah. which is nothing wrong. It's nothing. This is a good thing that people are paying attention. They're liking their tweets and stuff now. Yeah, but go back to twenty twenty one, dude, and their engagement was ass. Which you know, because nobody cared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody was looking for AI projects, you know, but they were still cranking them away. You know, the Potensor Twitter account was putting out threads. It's like, dude, this is what we think needs to happen. This is what we're doing, right? Oh, I think this is the tweet thread that you were talking about. Mm. Oh, yeah. I or said the, the tweet. Yeah. Okay, let's take a look at it. While we're, so we're, while we're here, buyer beware for anyone looking into Tao. It's being shilled heavily by crypto titter. <laughs> Did I say titter? <laughs> crypto Twitter influencers. The community is run by the same individuals that scammed a bunch of people out of their money. Oh, he's talking about BXP? the the crypto Twitter influencers trying to pump it. Oh, not Tao itself. I see. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, shh. crypto Twitter. And, and someone can invent the Tau token, scam everybody, mm-hmm. and fool everybody into thinking that that Tau, the scam Tau, is the same as this Tau. Yeah. Because it's easy. Because right now, Tau doesn't look like it's on the ERC-20 or on Ethereum, right? It's on Polkadot. It's on Polkadot, right? So you, if you find Tau on Ethereum, on Uniswap, mm. that's a scam. Absolutely. Yeah. So disclaimer, disclaimer on behalf of the Tau organization. Yeah. If you're going to, if, yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't this even thing, say it. Yeah. yeah. This thing isn't even being traded like on many platforms. Yeah, they're not. So like, cause it's, it's, it's at like a mining period phase. I mean, yeah. the best thing to do right now is to actually participate. Probably just mine it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even want to like scoop this up, like for no reason. Yeah. You just yeah. want to, yeah, there's different ways you can validate and what else can you do? Uh, provide a certain network server network. Yeah. I mean, there's different ways to participate in this ecosystem and, you know, earn your towel mm-hmm. because if you truly believe in the, the, the thesis and the narrative that these guys are saying, uh, then sh- well, I guess we need to, we need to see some other, some, some other things, right? Um, like some adoption. Do we? <laughs> I think I at mean, some point we do. Yeah. Well, we want to see developers using it, but that's what I mean. But, yeah. but yeah, I guess, yeah. But you have to have the right training models. You have to have all the right data to leverage it as a developer. If it has no training models, there's no reason to use it. Yeah. And the training models I'm assuming is going to be different. It's not just like sitting there on a server, a training model on a server that you can just leverage it's a decentralized network. Mm-hmm. So adoption means people are hosting the servers or contributing to the network. There's miners. That's what adoption is in these days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In this early phase. Yeah. So then what's like the future, you know, cause Bitcoin needed adoption. Yeah. Like there was no adoption to Bitcoin during yeah, its early days. No one's really adopted Bitcoin <coughs> and using it like for a use case. The use True. case is just buying it and holding, holding it. Holding it. That's it. That's Yeah, that's its use case. But that wasn't its initial intended use case. No, so the, it wasn't. It was and, intended to be. And like, if you yeah. were looking for that, you probably wouldn't have found it. Nobody's using Bitcoin. Why, why am I going to buy this or hold it or mine it? I mean, there's a little bit. Like, I see some gas stations here and there. It's like, hey, we accept Bitcoin. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of like in a, a form. I mean... It's well, not like Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm talking about in 2012, 2011, 2010. No, during that period, when you're looking, no. there's no way you could find adoption for Bitcoin. Zero. Yeah, you're right. At, at, during that growth phase, the 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 mission, I guess, of the network or the ecosystem is just onboarding. Yeah, and and if you're reading the white paper and you're 2010, 2011, you read the white paper, and you do you know about like finances and how the dollars like you know its value comes from belief systems and yeah. things like that yeah you would read the white paper and you know that there's some value here something mm-hmm. it's worth mining it's worth purchasing it off over the counter whatever it is it's worth doing all that because yeah. you have this knowledge mm-hmm. so when it comes to tau like there's not going to be any adoption right well, that, <laughs> but there has to be something because the, the it, because Bitcoin's whole value premise is exactly what you said. It's it's a new form of value. So like that's it really. Yeah. But this is like it's it's they're leveraging that that already established you know value mechanism as like an incentive, but they're actually producing new value. Yeah. Not not, not they're leveraging. That's true. The value created from digital currencies that Bitcoin has kind of already like set forth. Yeah. Like this is how you establish digital value. Yeah. Using our Bitcoin model. But but the value comes from a completely decentralized network that may not be completely decentralized right now. 
right now. Right. So what yeah. I'm saying is like developers aren't going to be using it yet until mm-hmm. there's some sort of critical mass of like. Well, then what's the metric then that we need to be looking out for? Like, uh, you know, like in Bitcoin's, what what is it? Like just I, I feel more like, nodes operating in the network. Um, yeah, man. What What is it going to take for developers to be like, okay, I need to completely decentralize AI because chat GPT APIs are just giving me the wrong information or I don't trust the information that open AI is giving me. I don't trust Google. I don't trust all these guys. Yeah. So, uh, so what, what do you need? So you need training data on the network, mm-hmm. right? And then, and then you need a sufficiently, a good AI model to use that training data. Mm-hmm. And then you build applications around that. Yeah. And I guess you need like provability that this, this, these, whatever it is they've aggregated as far as like knowledge and information is, it's doing something like yeah. either it's targeting like a, a bias metric where like this is provably less biased than what's available yeah. in, in web two, provably more yes. like efficient, like from a knowledge perspective, like this data, this, this knowledge, it's, it's more accurate somehow. Like, yeah. it, like they're actually competing against something, right? Yeah. <clears throat> it's not like the big Bitcoin's competing against money, essentially the dollar. Yeah. Right. And any other, every other thing that's deemed valuable on earth, like yeah. that's, it's competition space, but this. You're has, competing with, um, truth, <coughs> accuracy of the truth. You're, or, uh, can you measure unbias? Well, it's just the thing, like they're not going to get. So like in the more mature phase of adoption, they're not going to get, you know, developer adoption. Just, Correct. Right? Like just, uh, man. I guess it depends on what a developer needs. Like I, I'm assuming the training data has to be completely decentralized or contributed by the community. Maybe the community needs to be incentivized to contribute some specific data. Yeah, but would, would, would people, like real users, actually use like any, you know, um, tool or app or whatever that's developed from a decentralized uh you know knowledge system mm-hmm. um if it meant like the information was less accurate or yeah they wouldn't use it yeah like it has to still be yeah like either equal to or greater than what's being produced yeah you know? here's here's my concern now it's like with ChatGPT, you type it something it gives you something like quickly mm-hmm. yeah in a decentralized network you probably <laughs> Not going to get quick responses. Kind of like what we see with like Decentraland, right? It's like yeah. Decentraland went the full decentralized route with like their yeah. hosting of content and stuff like that. And yeah. therefore, every time you're trying to render something in real time, you got to wait for that green fucking ghost building yeah. to show up. Like, yeah, it's not instantaneous because it's decentralized and That's distributed. Right. That's so, right. So you're already foreseeing like some. Yeah, some problems, which. There, there could be some trade-offs, meaning if you want truly accurate but unbiased data and information or output from the AI, come to BitTensor. Yeah. But it's going to take you a minute to get that that output. Interesting. Yeah. Like, nonetheless, the narrative is going to be strong enough to support, like, this the value. And, yeah, I mean, there might be, like, a period where it's, like, you know, slow. There's latency problems. Yeah. But the narrative is going to be strong enough to, like, you know, you know, Web two AI has the potential to like really ha- cause devastating effects. Yeah. I guess because it's under human control. Uh, cool. Okay, so yeah, I totally agree. And the centralized version of AI can lie to you just to make it simpler. It could lie. It'd be mm-hmm. like you ask it a question like, "How do you solve yeah. global warming?" It's gonna lie to you. It's like just keep mining 
oil, right? Just keep digging for oil, right? Yeah. That that is a lie, right? Yeah. yeah. But then you same ask that same question to a decentralized AI, and like it'll take probably a couple, maybe a month mm -hmm. to come up with an answer. Yeah. But when it does, it's gonna it's gonna be like you're talking to like God AI. Yeah. And as long as it has a sufficient amount of information. Yeah. But it'll tell you exactly what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. All these just. There's going to be a lot of like just uh, <clears throat> DAI projects in the crypto space. They're just leveraging, you know, yeah. open AI and other competing like centralized AI platforms and marketing it as like, you know, now here's a decentralized version of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's truly not. So we're going to see those, those two like sectors within the web three space, like dApps who are actually building, like it's kind of like, like the metaverse side, like, you know, just decentralized metaverses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a decentraland. And then the rest, basically the rest of them are, are not yeah, <laughs> they're all yeah, centralized, they're not. but that's why like, you know, improbable is doing such a good job of marketing what it is they're building. Right. Cause yeah. it's, it's a centralized metaverse. Yeah. And it right? works great, which is yeah. very cool. Yeah. It feels like a game, like everything yeah. everyone expects. Right. And, and maybe for like the metaverse, you might, it might be okay to have that trade off. You might want thousands of people on your screen and, Hmm. But the, there could be unintended consequences where they just pull the plug and all of a sudden the yeah. world is gone and yeah. your assets are just like not usable. That's a big fucking concern. Right. It is like we're already seeing like government regulation stepping into j just like the crypto yeah. space Dude, right now. Brian Armstrong from Coinbase, he yeah. just said that he's willing to move Coinbase outside of the United States yep. if there's no regulatory clarity. Exactly. Yeah. He, I mean, he just tweeted that out. Yeah, so the metaverse is at the mercy of who knows what future regulations will come down on it. I don't think it's going to be of concern again until there's like a yeah, like economic volume in the metaverse. Yeah, like again, you you see like some decentralized variants or or decentralized. I don't know some metaverse something ecosystem where there's a a multi billion dollar like economy within it. Yeah, that's enough to like I think turn heads. For the government to start to want to step in yeah and you know regulate and who knows if it's a centralized metaverse they could just step in and completely shut it down deem it yeah something you know th this is a uh, i don't know just whatever it is if they, yeah. they feel like it's a threat you know centralized versus decentralized that's when those matters will actually start to mm -hmm. you know, come into play yeah <clears throat> so for the ai space i'm sh they're in the same boat it's like you're gonna see a lot of centralized ai products yeah sexy fast mm -hmm. you know but then there's going to be there's going to be reasons to use decentralized ai oh yeah well yeah all i'm saying is yeah it's just it's important to understand how these things are going to uh mature yeah you know and exist like these different sectors yeah but a decentralized ai sufficiently trained i feel like is going to be extremely valuable in the same sense that bitcoin is extremely valuable right so then in the same sense that you know decentralized is extremely yeah, valuable there you go but it's going to take much, 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 much more time to like prove yeah. that value. Like the decentralized. Yeah, it's like it's like what happened with Facebook. They got they got hacked or they got exploited. All everybody's information was taken, right, and leveraged by by uh, Cambridge Analytica. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, but there was no alternative for Facebook. There was no decentralized Facebook. True. So people just took it and they're like, I, I guess this is what that, it is. This is yeah. This yeah. that's it. Sorry about your luck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So sucks to be you. Yeah. I mean, that's an important like consideration. Like how, how, 
how much do we need decentralization? I mean, we obviously we need it. Yeah. To safeguard us from a lot of I mean, different things. We experience it every day, like with governments and stuff. They yes. they, they come continuously screw people all of the time. Government and big companies. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Like like the whole Twitter thing that Elon Musk yeah. kind of like uncovered that a lot of people knew was happening is just Twitter. You can just see it. If you're like aware yeah. of like a political it, it's so important what happened with Twitter because you speculated. I mean, you were speculating for a while that that was happening. Yeah. And from my position, my optimistic view is like, okay, it may be happening, but there's no real proof, right? There's no like, I don't know, man. It's just the, the feeling is different. Once you find out that it, it, it was actually happening, it was actually being manipulated, yeah. it has a different feel. Like you, you think of Twitter differently as a result. Well, absolutely. Like you just see like their target. Like if you understand who are the people who's being deplatformed. And it sucks because you start realizing you can't really trust anything. Like yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's biased. Yeah. It's, it's a problem. It is a problem. And that's it? why I'm so scientific about like my decision making is like as long as I, I'm comfortable with every decision I make because I, I, I make decisions based on the information that I have at that current time. Yeah. And in every decision that I've looked past, like in the past, I felt comfortable with everything that I've done because of that. The what? That's the... Because of the empirical like yeah, analysis yeah. of what I knew at the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like I don't kick myself that I didn't buy Bitcoin in 2013 when I first heard about it. Mm. It's because I, at the time I just didn't have enough information about it. Mm. Right. So, hmm. you know, it's just a kind of like a weird. What was the context of how you heard about it in 2013? Well, I was pitching my previous company uh -huh. and it was the, the pitch was about public and private key cryptography protecting, <laughs> you know, yeah. credit cards and, you know, and that like, stuff. So, and, and then yeah. and then one of the guys from that was hosting the event is like, so what are your thoughts on Bitcoin? Oh, like, shit. What a fucking banger of a question, dude. And, <laughs> and dude, it was crazy because Bitcoin was a phenomenon only online. Right. Yeah. It was only online. So it was extremely rare that you would find somebody in the physical space talk yeah. to you about Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. I, I, extremely rare. <clears throat> yeah. I, I heard about it in 2013, too, also from a Twitch streamer. So, yeah. Online. Uh, online. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because that's that, that was the community. Yeah. It wasn't a local thing. Right. No, no. And then I heard about it again in 2014 from Andreas, Andreas. Anthonopoulos on the yeah. Joe Rogan podcast in 2014. That's what sold me. Yeah. That podcast, I was yeah. like, "Holy shit!" It's like this guy's making a lot of fucking sense. Yeah, but but <laughs> but here's the thing: in 2013, when this guy came up to me, I blew it off because yeah. that was the initial like surface area research I did about Bitcoin at the time. That it was, you know, some guy with some fake internet money and like whatever it was, right? I just took it at face value and I didn't do an actual fundamental analysis. But what did you actually? How did you? How are you? able to answer his question if you didn't even know what it was no i knew what it was i already knew what it was but how did but, you but so then how did you come to the point to like need want to well know because it was, was online it was on people were talking about it online and that it was like you know used for uh purchasing narcotics hmm. and like all this stuff just like the surface yeah. headliner of bitcoin okay. was that it's used for by bad people yeah right and yeah. i just never looked into it further okay 
So you just like aggregated all those headlines and like yeah, that and was your knowledge of Bitcoin, right, basically. Right. It's a scam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funds terrorists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. And and but but what was interesting is that someone in the physical space, because I was already talking about cryptography, was like asking me about it. Yeah. And so then that that's when I realized like, okay, now I gotta go deeper knowledge. Yeah. And so we we ended up going to conferences where there were speakers talking about um, Ethereum back in 2014, 2015 timeframe. What the and then, fuck, dude? And then... Dude, you should be kicking yourself daily. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, <laughs> you, used to, you, were, you used to do about Bit or Ethereum in 2014? Well, 2015 specifically. Yeah. God but, damn, son. But so we, we joined these conferences and they were talking about <laughs> this new thing called Ethereum and, and we were asking ourselves, like, what the hell is Ethereum? Yeah. And, and then the... the you know, we were first introduced to like the smart contracts and all this stuff. Like it was just like way over my head at the time to like even like delve into it. Yeah. See, that's that's like, like a life lesson there, dude. Like, I know. Somehow. I don't know what that is. It's like. I, I mean, I just I was lucky to be like in the space of cryptography, yeah. which obviously underpins all of cryptocurrency. That's true. Right? Yeah. I just happened to be in the space. and I happened to be like exposed to it. Well, you know what it is with you, the environment. You know what it is. You're too fucking tunnel visioned on well, your yeah. own thing. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, when you're starting a company, I, I mean, know. you, you kind of have to be that way. But you don't, because we're in a company now, and we we take the time out of our day to do what it is what we do here. Like, yeah. This is Const the, this yeah. this is the that's because we're not going to miss these opportunities anymore because we're we're actually engaged with not just what the shit that sure. we're doing. Sure. You have to know what's out there. You just do. Like, and that's the thing. I mean, I get it. Like you're, you know, when you're building stuff, you have to put in, like, so much tremendous amount of yeah. work. It's like insane. Yeah. Like you can see my gray hairs accumulating. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of work and the amount of thought, like on a day to day basis, just to like build anything. Yeah. And to be building multiple things, like we are yeah. at the same time, <laughs> it's yeah. even worse. But then to also inject this, this what we do on a regular basis to to not Stay isolate, up to date. not isolate ourselves from what's happening, like. What are we going to do? Miss all of AI because we're building the metaverse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the biggest critical mistake of our lives. Yeah. We're, we're going to not utilize auto GPT. Yeah, correct. Because, because we're just like heard about it. It's like, oh, okay, that's over my head. Yeah. Like uh, I'll figure it out about that in five years when everybody's doing it. Yeah, know? when I'm left behind. Yeah, when I'm like an inferior human. Yeah. <laughs> because but that's my point. It's like you got to everybody, every human on earth has to like. It is a good lesson. Not have that tunnel vision. <clears throat> yeah. It's a very good lesson because yeah. so many times we get exposed to like these extremely valuable ideas and concepts and we just miss an opportunity because, because of humans, just yeah. because it's easier for us not to do the research. It's easier yeah. for us to blow it Dude. off. Yeah. It's I, just yeah. easier. I fucked up too. <laughs> so let me tell you why I <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> In 2014 where I had the, uh, Again, Andreas Antonoff, he's like, Bitcoin's the way. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Let me look at it. Let me, I figured out how to buy some. I don't even think Coinbase existed. I bought it through Circle. Huh, yeah. Like Circle had like an app. It's like, okay, let me download the Circle app. And I bought some Bitcoin, like $50 worth. But then I, I looking at the Bitcoin chart and I saw this ginormous like pump and dump. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about markets or charts or anything. But I figured... My my noob mistake was like, okay, I guess it's never gonna go back up. Like it was like a pump and dump. Yeah. It's dead now. So let me look at all these other different cryptocurrencies that were in existence. There was probably like, I don't know, less than fifty, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But I, I found one called Darkcoin. 
it just sounded cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and like the chart didn't have like an explosion yet. So I was like, you know what? Let me just put this $50 of Bitcoin that I bought into Darkcoin. Uh -huh. But the, the, I had no idea how to do that. Mm -hmm. I did all the searches, but it became, I guess, complicated enough to yeah. where I, I didn't do it. I yeah. just held it onto that Bitcoin instead. So what happened to Darkcoin? It turned into Dash, which that $50 would have been like 30 grand if yeah. I would have done that. 50 bucks to 30 yeah. grand. If yeah. I would have just like not been lazy. Yeah. Not let it like the, the opportunity just escape me like, like that, you know? And then I would have yeah. been, I would have so been. so important. <clears throat> yeah. If I would have figured out how to trade in that moment, I would have stuck in the space. Like in, at, right there in 2014, like been in participants from 2014, I would have found Ethereum. Yeah. I would have got that. So that's, it's really important life lesson. Dude, you just can't. Yeah. Blow new things off. You just can't do it. Yeah. Just put in some effort. <laughs> You know, no, put in enough effort, yeah. enough, enough, right. To, to get beyond that threshold when, <laughs> when it gets hard, yeah. push till you get past it. Yeah. There's a reason why things are hard, right? Yeah. Opportunity isn't like an easy thing to come by until like, yeah. you know, if it's, if Seize. it's challenging, it's, it's probably worth the, ch the, 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 the conquest. Yeah. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Yeah. Which is why, you know, we were talking about BitTensor and like we, there's potentially an opportunity and it's an opportunity where you're going to have to do some work because it's that early, right? Yeah. You might have to mine BitTensor, right? Mm -hmm. That might be the only way to get the token. Yeah. But yeah, right now there's like two exchanges or so. No, thanks. I'm not going to like... <laughs> register my identity on some like <laughs> fucking Ukrainian exchange or whatever, whatever the fuck Those is. days are long gone, huh? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I guess you can't do that no more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did, dude, yeah, I did some shady shit back in those days. Holy. <laughs> dude, like every exchange was like, do you see what's going on with Bittrex? No. They're, they're getting like mega sued. <laughs> really? By the SEC and like a bunch of other tokens too. Yeah. Huh. Like why? I don't fucking know because <laughs> Gensler's a douchebag, I guess. He's just out there suing everybody, dude. I think yeah, he's, he's in front of a he's in front of a committee hearing today, and he's getting wrecked. So he's getting wrecked. Yeah, that's what Twitter's like you to think, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like you know, Gensler days are numbered. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see, but yeah, he's he's definitely uh man, he's he's trying something. I don't know what he's he's just trying to take down what he can, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, apparently, yeah, before he goes down, he's maybe. like trying to bring yeah. everything down. But why, dude? What the fuck's his yeah, problem? I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe that's just his job. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, Vitrex, that was like the my first exchange, dude. So I, I guess, I mean, what, what's the big deal about Bitrex getting sued? You're afraid that those tokens that you would have left on there would be at stake? I mean, I'm not afraid. Well, yeah, not, not <laughs> no, anymore. He's saying he's giving his information to some shady places. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, like all those exchanges, like to fucking Binance, like they're like, who's this Binance before guy? they were like really Binance? You know? Yeah, yeah, I gave my freaking identity to Binance, dude. I know for a fact there's somebody like in Hong Kong or China, like it's like he's like <laughs> pretending he's yeah, like uh, some I'm American. Yeah, I guarantee it, dude. I put my identity on so many different platforms, like oof. Yeah, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> yeah. But that's the crypto space, dude. That's how, that's how it goes. <laughs> it's fucking wild, man. It's wild west. Yeah, the bold favors uh, the the rich. Fortune favors the bold. There you go. Isn't that like a crypto.com commercial? Yeah. Oh, David. no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. Wow. Whatever. Yeah, dude. Yeah. All right, guys. That's been the podcast. Hopefully, you've learned something today with taking, well, not taking risks, but going deeper. 
Go go deep yeah. enough. Yeah, don't don't let like difficulty and like yeah. you know, challenges in life. Just just like a broad life lesson. Yeah, agreed. Not even just like if you're evaluating crypto or like like coming an investment opportunity. Just challenge in general. Yeah, usually is is worth you know getting past. Yeah, right. If it's like you're trying to lose weight. Yeah, there's a reason why that shit's difficult. Yes. because like the 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 results on the other end is life changing. It's transformative. Yeah, like you're gonna be healthy and can improve your mentality all that shit yeah you know right habits and any other way that applies yeah dude just be strong yeah push through it yep all right guys um let us know if you have any questions in the comment section below on youtube if you're listening definitely watch the youtube channel because there's a lot of stuff that we kind of showed and uh we're gonna go deeper into bit tensor this won't be the last time we talk about it and yeah definitely not that's it <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at the Block Runner, <laughs> at Metazone.io, and at Rovi AI, and we'll catch you in the next podcast. Peace. <laughs>